Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to the Morally Corrupt Show, a show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. I am Rachel Lindsay. She is Callie Curry. And we're going to do something a little bit different here. We're going to take the baton from the JV team, the team that records on Thursday and gives you such beautiful content. And we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. Why, you may ask? Because we have to. We can't help ourselves. (laughs) They're out of town. This was an opportunity for us to talk about what's been happening because this has been a big week for Vanna Pump Rolls. And I know you're probably like, hey, we're like five weeks in this point with the news, but the news just keeps coming. Um, we're not going to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip. If you saw it, you know exactly why. We're not going to talk about Jersey because they're having the same arguments per even Melissa Gorga from 13 years ago. So what we're going to do is step into 2023 And we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules because if you're a fan of Bravo, if you're not a fan of Bravo, you know that Tom Sandoval has spoken. So basically the news of the week this week is the um, Howie Mandel interview with Tom Sandoval. What's so funny, Callie, and I'm wondering how you think about this. I saw Zachary Reality make an entire TikTok of explaining to people who Howie Mandel is. Are you familiar with Happy Mandel? I like kind of. I don't like in our in our like Bravo group chat, Amelia was like, does anyone remember him from Boy Meets Something? I don't know. Bobby's World. Something like Bobby's World. Oh, Bobby's World. There we go. I have no idea what Bobby's World is. I've never heard of it. I didn't I've never seen that cartoon or anything. But I have did he do like a game show or something? Deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. That's where I know him from. But I feel like his name is bigger than that. Like I always knew like, you know, you hear Howie Mandel. But my initial reaction was like, one, what? Like why? <laughs> Two, is he allowed to do this? And three, why Howie Mandel's podcast? I've never heard of it. Um and that's no disrespect to Howie Mandel. Who knows? His podcast could be very popular. I have no idea. But it seemed really weird. I then watched the entire podcast and I was like, oh, that's why. He did it because Howie is his friend and was not going to challenge a single thing that he said and had no context, didn't know anything, didn't even know who Sheena was. 
He literally knew nothing, have, has never watched a single episode. Um, and so to him, he's like, this is not that big of a deal. He just doesn't get the whole situation. But even if he did get, if he kind of got it, he's Tom's like fake friend. So exactly. he was going to make it, he was going to make it seem as like normal and not that big of a deal and the best possible way for Tom. And I think Tom went into it knowing that Howie was going to be on his side. Absolutely. Um, you said fake friend. And I think that that hits the nail on the head. Um, the whole time I kept wondering, he kept saying, I like you and I've met you, but you've met because y'all have a mutual friend and you met at a wedding. But how are you actually friends? Because I understand that your producer, and I'm talking to Howie Mandel, your producer is like family to you. And she's, um, you've known her for a very long time. It seems like she's even, you know, spent time with your children. Like y'all, they kind of grew up with her. But her husband is the manager and the drummer of Tom's band. But outside of you meeting Tom at their wedding and maybe him approaching you for a business opportunity, I'm not quite understanding how close you guys are. I understand for the reasons that you laid out exactly why Tom went on that podcast. But I think the most frustrating thing, and which to me, I've, so, I've heard some people say, oh, this humanized Tom. It absolutely did not. As a matter of fact, the theme of our news of the week is I'm Tom Sandoval and I suck even more. That was 100%. It was a painful interview. I don't think that Howie, let me back up to Howie. I'm not going to knock Howie either, like you said. I don't think he has a popular podcast. I had never heard. Of all the things that I've heard of Howie Mandel and his resume, podcast was not on my list. I did not know he had one. I even went to check because like sometimes on Apple, I'm like, oh, let me see how many ratings they have because I can usually tell how popular a podcast is. Not that many. I mean, I think he has a dedicated fan base. He does America's Got Talent as well. But I don't, I don't, he, for Zachary Reality, and that's why I was making that point, to have to do a TikTok of who Howie Mandel is, he is not relevant to the current generation. I think he's more of a type, like Bobby's World was was on when I was a child. I'm familiar with Bobby's World. I didn't even, I didn't know he was a part of it. Was it a because, cartoon? Exactly. So I didn't know he was it a was part a of cartoon? it. It was a cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like the okay, mom, okay. the mom had that like Midwestern Minnesota accent. She was always like, don't you know? Like that's that's like the first time that I had that I had heard of that. Type I feel of like we're accent. not. Yeah, I've never seen this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's again, it's not his face, so I didn't even know that he was the voice behind that. But anyways, my point is, he's not really relevant to this generation. He's definitely not relevant to this fan base and and having a connection with being knowledgeable about Vanderpump Rules. And I think the most frustrating thing. I'm a podcaster. You're a podcaster. Obviously, that's what we're doing right now. The most frustrating thing is he was unprepared, and I get why you took the low-hanging fruit, we all would have. I'd take Tom Sandoval on this podcast in two seconds, but we would have, you and I would have conducted a proper interview. We would have been okay, equipped with all the tools to challenge him. Would you, would you take, like, I don't know, I saw Andy say something similar and I agree. I think it was on his radio show where he was like, I'm not going to have Tom Brady on my show because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to ask him. And then his co-host was like, no, but you would if it was like, you know, a hot topic. The difference is you would go back and watch Tom Brady's games. You would go back and do research before he came on your podcast. Because what I was about to say is like, I agree with you. Like, I'm trying to think of like a hot topic of something that I wouldn't feel comfortable like having someone on. Like, would I want the Dalai Lama on this podcast? Me personally, I'd probably be like, someone else should probably do that interview. Um, even though obviously there's some, ugh, some, some news out right now about the Dalai Lama. Um, but if Devin, our producer told us that that's who we're having on, then I would be like, all right, let me get into this Wikipedia. Something. Let me, let, let me start doing as much research as I can before he comes on the show. Um, how we did absolutely nothing 
He knew nothing. He watched Tom Schwartz on... On Watch What Happens Live. Watch What Happens Live. I think he messed up the Toms. I think he thought he was watching Tom Sandoval, to be honest with you. No, but also on top of that, he called it the Andy Cohen show. Like, he doesn't even know it's called Watch What Happens Live. But I'm like, why did you do this podcast? It was very clear that his daughter knew what was happening. And I wish he would have let his daughter lead. And I think the power... The, the power dynamic there, like he couldn't even let his daughter like go. I don't know if his daughter's good either, but she at least knows the situation. And to the point where like she was even challenging because how he's like, it's not that bad. And she's like looking at him like, what? But she didn't say it anything. Is. She was- No, and, she and, didn't say anything, but you could tell that she was annoyed. But again, you your responsibility, and I will. This is the only thing that I will give Hallie in that whole interview. If you came in not knowing, your co-host knows everything, and so she should have inserted herself and said, "Listen, mm-hmm. this is this is how it is, and this is why." Every single time, because he said more times than I can count, at least on one hand. I mean, you people are overreacting. You seem like you're a good person. I don't think this is that big of a deal. It's so fucking disrespectful. That's what it is. And and like we're not crazy fanatics. It's just we understand more of the situation than Howie does. We'll never understand to the to the point where the players uh, to the players that are involved, but we understand way more than he did. And the fact that he was minimizing it or saying things like, "Well, y'all weren't married. It's like they were together for nine years." That's a common law marriage. Like they have, they are married in business. They are married with friends. They are married with finances. They are married in a relationship for the for the amount of time that they've been together. Their lives are completely intertwined, which is why it was hard for him to leave. Because as he said, they were a brand. He knew what this would mean if they separated. They were married. I just didn't have the piece of paper to say that. So I, I just... If it, it, the whole thing bothered me, and and the reason I said no when you said the about the daughter is because one of the first things that Howie said is she's freaking out. She's never been so nervous. There's never a world that interviewing Tom Sandoval would make me nervous, and she's starstruck. That's what he told Tom yeah. Sandoval. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. starstruck. So what kind of capability does she have to do an interview when she is starstruck over Tom Sandoval? And additionally, additionally, producer Devin, our producer, would never let us walk into an interview and not have a full outline and be equipped just in case we didn't have time to be prepared. And the reason that's also his a great producer point. didn't do that is because she's besties how do you let him go in there and not be prepped for this he right no she the wife is well the wife's husband is besties but i would imagine that the wife is very cool with tom sandoval as well so because she's so closely situated to tom sandoval she didn't give him the outline or maybe if she did it didn't have the meat of the situation or it was very mild yeah and so to your point he totally went into this interview knowing that it was going to be a softball. He knew that he wasn't going to be challenged. He wasn't going to be questioned in any capacity that would make him feel uncomfortable because Hallie didn't know the who, what, when, where, or why. So it allowed Tom the time to speak freely without any interruption, basically, unless it was going to further his point. 100%. Also, like, even the the one time, the one time I saw how he, like, tried to push back a little bit was when he was like, wait, you, his daughter first asked, um, you kept saying that you tried to break up with her. Did you try to break up with her? And Tom didn't answer the question. Then how he was like, wait, so back to her question, did you actually try to break up with her? Tom didn't ask, answer the question again. How he brought it up, like, one more time and Tom, like, skirted around saying... Yes. And then he was, he eventually just said yes, but didn't explain how. And I think he only said that because he was asked it three different times. He, I mean, even though they didn't push back on him at all, if you're his PR team, would you tell him to do this? No. I mean, I, I mean I, well, I, Yes. No, I don't. Did it, no. Well, did this, I could see. You think it helped him? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I could yeah. see how an inexperienced publicist 
would say, because I don't know if he has a publicist. His publicist might be Bravo publicist, which is the case for a lot of people who are on television. They use the publicist of the network, the show. So I could see an inexperienced publicist saying, listen, he's not going to give you a tough interview. This gives you the opportunity. But the problem is Tom Sandoval is a narcissist. So whatever he was going to say was going to paint, stroke his ego. And that, I think, was also something that was painful at the top of this podcast. Hallie spent a good five minutes stroking his ego Mm -hmm. and trying to make jokes, which I never laughed ever in this podcast, um, rather than just getting to what the issue is on the podcast. And that, that was, I mean, even the way they eventually got to it, they were just like, anything going on in your life? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, my tour, blah, blah, blah. And then his daughter was like, anything else? Like, ask him a fucking question. Let's talk about your affair. Let's talk about your seven month long affair. Exactly. Which I never heard the term seven months. It was just an affair, which I think it Howie at one point even referred to with a hot girl. Like, oh, she was just your good friend who, you know, was a hot girl who was just there for you because, you know, your mental health was was suffering. And it's like, see, you don't know the context of the selfishness. Yeah. You don't know that Tom Sandoval has constantly painted himself as the nice guy and the I'm not like the rest of them on Vanderpump Rules guy. When in actuality, he might be the most narcissistic and sadistic 100%. of them all. Like he paints think... himself as that guy again time and time in this interview. And 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 before you say that, let's not forget, I think that's what one of the other things, the whole thing bothered me. But he kept saying like, people, I just am shocked at like how much people are talking about this. I mean, guys, just move. this was on CNN for goodness sake. I watch CNN just to watch. No, you don't. I watch CNN just to watch. You watch because you heard you were on it. I guarantee yeah, you watch you CNN because you heard you were on it. You, oh, I can't believe By the way, that CNN Ariana is talking about watch this. CNN. Exactly. You do not watch CNN. No. And it's like, oh, you're so shocked. Oh, you can't believe people. Everybody's talking about this. Aren't you the same guy less than 24 hours after this broke news who got on stage and said, how does it feel to be the most hated man in the in America? And like poked fun and laughed about the situation. You were soaking it up. You were soaking it up. Oh, also, uh. fact check. Howie, Howie was like, you, you're going on tour all across the country? I was like, chill out, bro. He's going to places like Buda, Texas. <laughs> like, hey, chill out. no hate towards Buda, Texas. Um, I'm just I, saying it's small. <laughs> I, I also, yes. they like, they like had a like um, pop up on the screen and like scrolled his tour dates. And I was like, yeah, the tour manager's wife is running this podcast. <laughs> They did. I didn't. I didn't um, watch it. I listened to it, so I didn't see that. Yeah, oh my gosh. They had you're right. It was his, a plug. They had his tour dates pop up and then scroll on the screen. So I'm like, I wonder. Also, the outline that was given to Howie was just like talk about the band, and then we can talk about whatever else. But we got to make sure we talk about the band. And you know, there were certain things when I found like we when we had our group chat, and somebody put in that Tom was about to talk to Howie. Howie had mentioned it somewhere else. And we were all like, this can't happen. And then I think I I was even like, and this answers one of your other questions. I was like, he's not allowed to do that. This must be an interview that airs after the yeah. reunion. And everyone was kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's probably the case. And then boom, the interview drops. And so once we knew the interview Bravo was there- Bravo has to be pissed. I mean, Andy sounds very upset because what we do know from Andy, and I think he said this on his radio show, is that he had sit downs with each of them. And I don't know if he if we see those sit downs, but he had talks with each of them to get their perspective. And he talks about how interesting and different their perspectives were. So if he if we don't see those sit downs, we do see him. Okay, then he got what was supposed to be an exclusive sit down. And how we mm-hmm. and, and Tom Sandoval in true narcissistic behavior just undercut that by going, taking the mic and trying to take matters into his own hand. And even when I pressed play, there were certain things that I expected, right? I knew that this podcast was going to stroke his ego. 
I knew that they weren't going to challenge him and they were going to big up him. But what I wasn't expecting to such a grand scale was the way that he was going to talk about Ariana. I thought, surely he's not that fucking dumb. Well, what's crazy is in the podcast, he's like, I don't want to say anything negative about Ariana. But I'm like, bro, there's no buts. If you're not going to say anything negative about Ariana, then don't say anything and let's move on. He, I don't think, I think if you asked him, he doesn't think he said anything bad about Ariana. I really think he doesn't think he did. I think from watching this podcast, he's obviously a little delusional. Um, I do think he is a little lost. I will say that, like from listening to the podcast, I'm like, I'm not sure if he's like fully in reality. Right. Um, I I mean, how could you be right now? (laughs) I mean, I don't, and Lala said this on Watch What Happens Live last night, but absolutely that was the worst part. You can't cheat on her, have a seven-month affair with one of her best friends. Doesn't seem like he has much remorse about it. None. And then go and try to, like, he tried to, even though he's like, I'm making no excuses. I'm just trying to give you reasons. And I'm like, reasons is another word for excuse. Mm -hmm. And Howie's daughter was like, context, context. He was like, right, 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 context. I'm like, he's trying to help you out. But, like, you're just giving excuses. And it seems like he was putting a lot of this blame on Ariana. Uh, yeah. I also think it's disgusting. Like, the fact that he told people about, or told people, told whoever watched this, which I'm sure it was a lot more people than normal. I wonder how many views the YouTube has. This this was easily their highest rate, uh, their highest yeah. pod- watched and listened to podcast. Yes. Um, so who, however many people watched it or have watched the clips on TikTok, him talking about Ariana, about the freezing of the eggs and embryos, that is like next level gross to me. I understand you might, you're coming from a bad therapy session. I don't believe that he ever fully broke up with her. I think he was talking to her about like, if we broke up, this is what it would be. Like maybe, I think he definitely like alluded to like, I'm not happy. You're not happy. Like maybe this is the right step. Sure. But I don't think they ever fully broke up one. But also Ariana's not 20. She spent a decade with you. I understand if you saying like, what if we break up is making her be like, oh fuck, like let me get some embryos because like, I don't know when I'm going to have a baby now if we do break up. And I also think in that state, like when some, when you're in a 10 year relationship and you go to therapy and you're talking about breaking up, um, you're going to be a little crazy. That's a really painful thing. So him trying to paint her as some like psycho and whatever. I'm like, I just thought the whole thing was gross. So gross. I hated it. It's so gross. And we know that Ariana is better off at the end of the day, but obviously, even though it's beyond our understanding, she did love Tom Sandoval. And as they did talk about this, like people go through ups and downs in their relationships and they're not always easy. And But if you look at Tom Sandoval, and I don't know how long he was with Kristen, I want to say it was around the same amount of years. I think it was five. And, okay, five years. He seems to just get to a point where he just quits and then looks for the next best best thing, the next magnetic moment, the next fairy tale situation. I'm sure... That like when people are in a rut in their relationships, if you go out and kiss somebody that you're attracted to, you're going to feel something magnetic. That doesn't mean that that's like, it's it was magical. It was so magnetic. Yeah, because you are attracted to this person and you kiss them. It's a physical thing. Like it wasn't this, this is my soulmate, my twin flame, my whatever. Like it, it just was like, what are you talking about, Tom Sandoval? And the things that he was saying about Ariana too, I I just, I gave him too much credit because I guess it took him a while to get into specifically to specifics about Ariana. So I really was hopeful, like he's really just going to speak to his mindset and what he was going through and was admitting, I turned 40. I was feeling this way. I was feeling like I was suffocated, like basically described 
a midlife crisis, a textbook midlife crisis. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I was like, okay, that's not right, but that at least you're admitting to that. But then when he started saying things like, Ariana wasn't there for me or she didn't, you know, we weren't talking and we weren't intimate, but oh, I understand that. I understand that, you know, people lose the intimacy, but I annoy her. Oh, I I, I think the, the assumption was hurtful. If I'm, and I pray Ariana didn't listen to this, the assumption of, well, she kind of should have known because I had pulled away. Uh, um, yeah. She should have known because then, I hinted at it. <clears throat> no, you're 40 years old. Tell her I'm unhappy. I don't want to be here and I'm moving on. You never were matter of fact about the issue. She should have just known because your behavior was different. Like what? It's her fault for not recognizing that you had checked out. Yeah, he even, I mean, there's just so many things wrong. But when he was like, um, when I told her, like, when I said to her, like, don't you feel like the distance? And she was like, really? He was like, that's how checked out she was. She didn't even know. She didn't even feel that I'd been acting different. Um, And then when he, the other thing that you had mentioned when he said um, that, there were so many things in her face and like she, 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 she chose to turn a blind eye. And then she was like, he was like, he was like, maybe, maybe she just trusted me. I'm like, you think? Exactly. How were together for 10 years. You think she trusted you? But that's where I would have been like, and I think the daughter did say maybe she trusted you or something like that, but that's where you push back and you say, what specifically was she turning a blind eye to? You texting on your phone? How would she know that? You being out late? Okay, maybe that's what you do. You go out. You hang. You already said you hang with your friends. She hangs with hers. What was she supposed to do? Question and hover and just assume, hey, we haven't had sex in a couple of in a while. He's probably cheating on me. What and 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 even if she is cheating, if, even if I do think she's cheating on or he's cheating on me, he's doing it with my best friend. Like she's not a mind reader, and you didn't say that in couples therapy. I just. It, it the big upping of himself, like I was in therapy. I was the one who suggested that we go to couples therapy. I broke up with her. She wouldn't take it. The fact that he spoke specifically to her mental health, this is his story. If they broke up to the point where Howie Mandel oh, had to suicide. beep out. Said suicide. They had to beep it out because that is so, we don't even know if that's true, but the fact that you went there and aired that is so, you don't give a fuck about Ariana. And we already Mm -hmm. knew that from your actions, but the fact that you blasted that, that is so vulnerable, whether it's true or not, the fact that you put that out there, for what? How did that help you? So we should feel sorry for you that you stayed in it because she shared, allegedly, told you that. So we should have felt sorry. Like you had no choice. I feel like he was trying to say like, like, I'm so awesome. Yeah. That she said that she would not accept. She did not want us to break up. She was fighting for me so hard. She was so in love with me that she said that she might harm herself if I left her. Like, she was just obsessed with me. That's what I felt like he was trying to say. And like, (sighs) and that is exactly what he was trying to say. And the whole, I just felt it gross too when he was like, whoever gets this version of Ariana is going to be the the happy. And it's like, okay, well, again, relationships have ups and downs. Ariana was fighting for your relationship, but you had already checked out. So she, for whatever reason, we know that she's gone through some personal loss. We have no idea what else she's struggling with. And I'm not saying he's not either, but it's like, obviously they were in a down period. I mean, clearly he is. Yeah, clearly he is. They were in a down period. But instead of her reaction, staying in the same place, right? Staying in the same place that kind of brought y'all to therapy, she's fighting for your relationship. It's like, and then you're like, well, they're going to get the best version of Rihanna. You were checked out. That's the thing. It's you, 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 Tom. You were checked out. You didn't want it anymore, yet you weren't telling her that. You were not telling her. I don't even believe he broke up with her in Valentine's Day. He might have flippantly said something like, we should break up. Also, I think he was trying to take credit for this version of Ariana. (laughs) So gross. 
<laughs> I it's agree all, with you. It's all so gross. I also thought it was interesting that Schwartz wouldn't really answer this question on Watch What Happens Live, which was also horrific. Um, and this season for Schwartz is not good. No, it's not. The no. likability factor is down. Down, down, down. Um, but Schwartz wouldn't answer this question on Watch What Happens Live, and Tom did, where they asked, when, he, when Raquel made out with Schwartz, was it before or after you? We found out through Howie Mandel, they made out before. They made out after Guy's Night. Um, somehow they keep saying that Schwartz wasn't a distraction. How? How was he not? You guys had some magnetic kiss and then we're doing everything possible to continue to see each other. And then she makes out with your best friend and you were like, they asked if he was jealous about that. And he was like, no, not really. I was, you know, they were sticking it to the man, which I guess the man is Katie, which also I'm like, why is that cool? Um, and listen, with the whole Katie thing, since we're covering all of Vanderpump Rules, we can cover the episode too. Do I think as a divorced couple that you can't, you can or cannot be with someone that your spouse doesn't want you to be with? No, I think you can be with whoever you want to be with if you're divorced. But um, if you agree with your ex to stay away from certain people to off-limit the friend group because you want mutual respect and you want to be friends, then you have to fucking do it. And if you don't, then your ex is going to be mad. Your ex is not going to want to be friends anymore. Like, you should have never agreed with it if you didn't want to do it. And by the way, Schwartz doesn't even fucking like her. Exactly. Exactly. So you did it to what? To piss Katie off, which is interesting because in the episode, he's like, I don't even care. I don't care anymore. Okay, you don't care, but you did it to stick it to Katie. You don't care. But at the end of the, like towards the end of the episode, you come in to, to check on her and only to end up pretty much gaslighting her, making her feel like it's her fault and she's the one that's in the wrong. As you said, Tom Schwartz is not doing himself any favors. And I want to get into the episode. The last thing I want to say about this podcast that irked me is that he tried to put himself, Tom Sandoval tried to put himself above the rest of the cast in the sense that he's like, none of these people care about Ariana. They're using this opportunity for clickbait and to, to advance their podcast. And, and it's like, well, I don't remember who said it first. I think it was Lala who said she has permission to speak out via Ariana when Ariana wasn't talking. She's like, she has asked me basically to be her mouthpiece. Are they using it to their advantage for podcasting? Sure, but they're also on this show and in this friend group. It kind of fits with the subject matter of their podcast. And it'd be weird if they weren't talking about it. But the putting himself above it is that when Jax was doing his shit, Tom Sandoval was talking about Jax. He was giving his opinions. He didn't have a podcast at the time, but that didn't stop him from at reunions or watch what happens live or doing red carpet interviews where he was speaking out on the character of his castmates. So Tom, you're not any better than anyone else. Well, also, it's just really weird to say when you're on a podcast talking about it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Like, I was like, wait, what? I get his point. I get what he's saying. Like, you're, you guys are going on podcasts and talking about it and using it. Fine. You're doing the exact same thing right now, Tom. You're trying yeah. to make yourself look better by talking about the situation, giving your point of view. Like, talking about your band, by the way, at the beginning of it. So, like, you got people to come here because you got, did the first sit-down interview and then spent the first 10 minutes talking about your band and your tour. You're absolutely using this to your advantage. Also, him being like, Ariana's blowing up right now and I couldn't be happier for her. I was like, you are salty. But he, it's almost as if he was taking credit for it. Like, everything. Ariana's blowing up. Like, if none of this happened, Ariana wouldn't be blowing up the way it is. If he's like, you're well, and I'm so happy to see it. Like, because of me and what I did, Ariana's, you know, moving on to the next level. One, stop taking credit. And two, you are so right. He is so salty because nobody is doing that for Tom. I went no. on the website. Those shows aren't sold out. 
By the way, obviously no one's doing it for Tom because he went on the Howie Mandel podcast. And he went on the Howie Mandel podcast. Howard Stern did not call him. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. He probably could have gotten better. He could have gotten better. um, Yeah, but not in the way that he wanted. Um... Not in the way that he wanted. Yes, yes. I would yes. love Ariana to do some sort of huge interview. I I think she's obviously like respecting Bravo. Oh, that was... Wait, sorry. I know we have to move on. That was the other thing I hated was when he was like, when I told her if I broke up with her, she was like, fine, I'm going to quit the show. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fuck this fa- sandwich shop. Why are you putting that out there, Tom? And who knows if she even said that. But like, if she did... Yes, in a fit of rage, people say shit. And when you're upset, when you're getting broken up with, you're going to say shit. I don't think she owes the show anything. Him being like, we did the show for nine seasons and you're just going to leave the show. If she wants to leave the show, she can leave the fucking show. <laughs> exactly. But, but for you to be like, for you to put it out there that she said that she was going to leave the show, that she was going to quit, like... Why are you doing that? Bravo's not going to fire her, Tom, because you said this. Yeah. Tom. Her being like, you being like, yeah, she didn't even want to do the sandwich shop anymore. Like, ugh. This man. I. The only thing I will agree with him is that he, at the end of the podcast, he said that he is still continuing therapy. I suggest you do that, but treat it Get help with your midlife crisis that you're going through, which is a real thing. People go through that, but also with your narcissism. Like, I pray you have a good therapist. And if for some reason you don't, I have a fantastic one in LA who would nip that shit in the bud. I would say that the best part of the podcast was them shaving his mustache off. I was really happy that they did that. I just, I don't find Howie Mandel funny. Sorry, I know I'm not just trying to dig on Howie Mandel, but just the whole interview just irked me so much. No, the interview was not great. So much, and not because I'm a fanatic, and I was because I was having this argument with somebody at work, not because I'm a fanatic, not because I just care so much and these people affect my lives. It's it's just that the disrespect of people of we do this for a living and the disrespect of coming in so unprepared, but then also to take the words of Andy Cohen, it was such a missed opportunity. We've yet to hear him speak and we finally hear him speak and you didn't do him any favors. If that's your friend, you made him look worse. And then- not friends. Correct. Stop. I should use that with uh, air quotes. You made him look worse and you didn't give the people what they wanted. That's why people are mad. You didn't give us what we wanted. We haven't heard from him. We don't want to stroke his ego. We don't want to make him look better. We want to understand. We want to hear. If you're going to talk, answer key questions. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Which kind of segues into Vanderpump Rules, and we don't have to spend a crazy amount of time on it, um, but it's interesting to watch this episode knowing what we know now. Because going watching this episode, we know that Tom Sandoval had already kissed Raquel. So that scene where it's 
the party before the wedding and they're all dressed in white and they're in Sheena and Brock's room. And the look on Tom's face when he's like, Raquel, Raquel. Uh. And he's already made out with her, right? And to the point, it's so annoying to the point that Ariana's like, Tom, stop, you're being annoying. And he's like, oh, I'm just teasing her because she made out with Schwartz. But in that moment, you can tell he's pissed that she made out with Schwartz. The reason he's acting like that is because he's kind of annoyed that he even throws the room key like, here, go sleep with Tom Schwartz, knowing that she's not going to do that. It's just he's bothered, I think. That's how I interpret it, by the fact that she did make out with Schwartz. And did you see the TikTok video where she's like, can we just have fun? And then he leans over to her and the TikTok video slowed it down. He slaps her in the ass. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the right in her face. Guess that's the things Ariana should have been paying attention to. She should have she should have recognized that. But even that, though, I was thinking like, I mean, for sure, if I saw my husband slap someone ass in front of me, I'd be like, what the fuck? But the way that they live their lives. I feel like like Tom is like that. He would slap someone in the butt and it wouldn't be a big deal and like whatever. So like when I watched it, I was just like, fuck, right in front of her. But he could get away with it because of how he's just so like whatever about everything. Um, I don't think he was jealous though. I think it was a setup and they were happy. I think he was happy. Like Raquel, you and Tom, here's the key to Tom's room. Like, he was overdoing it so that everyone would think it's her and Tom Schwartz that people need to worry about. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know. But, but it, it felt to me that they didn't, because he was like, they were making out. It almost felt like we had a plan and you took it too far. <laughs> That's how I took it. You weren't supposed to be making out with him like that. But then the other aspect of it is, as I watch Ariana in this episode, And her lack of reaction to Schwartz and uh, the situation with Katie and Schwartz and Raquel, the fact that Raquel's making out with Tom Schwartz, and she kind of like covers her mouth and she's like, I need details. Or she's not upset by it. And the wild thing is that... She was also very drunk. But no, 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 no. Even she was very drunk. But then later on, when they're like talking at the dinner table about it, or, or yeah. the spa appointment. She's not like, listen, Raquel, if it was this way, this, or hey, Sheena, this is actually problematic because if this were Tom, blah, 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 blah. And the and the crazy thing is, she's not having a reaction. She's not really taking up for Katie. She's not saying anything. And that's probably her defense. Why well, I didn't say anything, but she's also not standing up for her. And the wild thing is, you're, it's actually happening to you in this very moment and you have no yeah. idea. It's like a red herring with the Tom Schwartz and Raquel of it all because the real issue is Sandoval and Raquel. In her interviews, you could tell that she was kind of like, oh, this is horrible. This is not going to go well. But I also think Ariana was better friends with Raquel than Katie at the time. So... Even though they I were think, offering up the fan, the, doing the sandwich shop, they had signed a lease. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think Ariana and Katie are... are good friends. But I think Raquel was one of her best friends. You think and Raquel got closer to her when she started the affair? Because I don't remember them this close last year, but maybe I just don't remember. I think they've been close, but okay. I don't remember them being like best friends and they clearly have become that. Um, I think Ariana's always been the one person that stood up for Raquel. So yeah. I think that Raquel probably just felt like the safest with Ariana because like Ariana didn't call her dumb and would tell people not to call her dumb and whatever. Um, And that's probably why they became so close. Um, But I do think that Ariana recognized that this wasn't good and it was not like, I don't think she thought that Raquel should do it, but I don't think she felt so strongly to where she was going to say something, especially not in front of the group to not do it. Yeah. Um, And even when Raquel was talking about, like, walking down the aisle with Schwartz, like, you could see that Ariana was kind of like, why are you doing this? And what I also find interesting in watching these episodes is that Lala has her number. And I know some people might feel a certain way because it's like, well, Lala, you did this. I'm not worried about that. I don't even care. She did. They're not together. Randall's a terrible person. 
She's moving on. I don't want to rehash that. I am fascinated how Lala is like, I don't want, I, Sheena, I cannot go to these events because there's some, Raquel reminds me of the women that Randall cheated on me with. There's something with Raquel. Raquel is lost. She sees it. Could she have predicted she was lost into the sand of all of it all? No. But whatever vibe she was giving, Lala picked up on it more than anybody else. And I think it's so interesting to watch because she had no idea how deep it was, but just knew this is somebody you can't trust around your man. Not even just around your man. She was just like, the way she's moving doesn't add up to me. So I don't know what she's got planned, but I don't trust it. I don't like it. I don't want to be around it. I, I, I could keep watching that. I could keep watching. And also, if, just to go back to the... In the episode, their one-on-one discussion in the episode, I was just like, it's weird. It's so crazy to watch now that we know. <clears throat> now that we know, hearing Lala be like, you're going to need friends. You're going to need support because the road you're going down, I don't know what it is, but it's not going to end well for you. And I'm just like, how does she know this? And <laughs> on Watch What Happens Live, she did say that she started feeling like things were off in August. She's like, I didn't know, but there was just weird shit happening. She also said that her mom said in 2017, when she met Raquel, Afterwards, she was like, this one moves like a snake. Watch your back. That was in 2017. And Lala pretty much hasn't liked her since. Um, I wouldn't. If I my mom it's, said it's that. It's wild. I would, I would absolutely, yeah. absolutely believe that. There was something I was going to say about Raquel. Oh, I think also part of the shift that Lala felt, because you can see it, is that Raquel is really feeling herself in a way oh, that we've God. never seen it before. Her behavior is night and day. It's the sunglasses. It's the, like when she sits down next to, like, to Tom, the way she talks to Tom and Tom, the way she's like moving with Tom Schwartz. Like she's too cool for school. That's how she's acting. And No, even her conversation with Lala when she was like, I think you guys need to ha- get a hobby if all you can do is talk about me. I'm like, who is this? Totally feeling herself. Or Lala's just jealous because Oliver wanted to talk to me. And she is really, as Ariana so nicely put it, this is the only thing that Ariana had really picked up on, is that... Oh, yeah. uh, um, Oh, my God. Raquel is living in her own world. It's like, it's her own fantasy. She's feeling herself to a level that nobody else is except for Sandoval. She said Raquel is living in a rom-com and she's the only one in it. Uh, it's so beautifully put. That is exactly what's happening. Ariana, and maybe that's why Ariana was so flippant about it too, because she clearly knew uh, Schwartz was not into her. Like this wasn't a real thing. So maybe that's yeah. why she was also like, I mean, she still should have picked up on how it, pick, uh, it impacted Katie, but I think she was like, this is not the real thing. The only person who's taking this seriously is Raquel. Katie. Oh, and, and uh, maybe Raquel. Raquel. But, but no, but but even even in Raquel's interviews where she was like, after, we're, after we made out, like Tom just kind of was just kind of like, whatever, whatever. And like, so I guess it's nothing. I thought we could have had something. No, you didn't. You made out with Tom a week ago. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like all her interviews are fake. <laughs> All of it is fake. Um, All of it is fake. All of it's fake. (sighs) I just, I feel like I thought this was going to be, was this the, this was not the finale. No, 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 no. I thought it was going to be the finale. I didn't catch like the last two seconds, but I didn't catch like the previews. I thought this was of of the next episode. I thought this was going to be the finale because it was the wedding, which once Brock and Sheena told me that they had been married for a year and we were really celebrating their year anniversary. Let's fa- let's fast forward. Let's move on. I want to make a point. I thought Lala made a great point last night on Watch What Happens Live about this episode. A lot of people were annoyed with Lala not attending everything. And like, this is Sheena's weekend. It's not about Katie. Katie doesn't, she doesn't even, Sheena doesn't even want Katie there. Blah, 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 whatever. If I'm not a bridesmaid, 
I don't have to go to all 10 events of the weekend. I'm sorry. I don't. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's what L- Lala was like. I don't understand why I have to be at every single event, but you're not making me a bridesmaid. I agree. I agree with that. If I'm not a bridesmaid, if I paid my way, I'm staying at this hotel for five days for your wedding. I'm on vacation too. And I don't have to go to all nine of your events. Right. I don't have to. I'm, I'm not a bridesmaid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Totally agree with Lala. Love the way that she handled it. She's really the MVP so far to me of this entire season. I'm, I'm appreciative. There was one thing that she did. I can't remember what it was. But other than that, I'm like, team Lala this season. Anyways. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say the only thing that I think the only time that Lala sometimes gets like really serious and gives James like all this like wise advice or she thinks it is sometimes she goes like a little too serious um but I think other than that I think she is the MVP of the season and I also have to keep remembering that Lala's doing all of this sober while everybody else is running amok and like I mean Lala that is sober party that party which by the way that also is another great point like Lala not going to the after party at Sheena's house. I, wh- what is what is she going to be there for? They were done. <laughs> Everyone at that party beyond alcohol. <laughs> they could not open their eyes. <laughs> Lala doesn't need to be there for that. And it's funny because it went from zero to 100. Like it goes to that scene and I was like, oh, Ariana is done. Done. <laughs> it goes from this to Raquel. Raquel. Which, by the way, Tom was done too. Yeah, he was done. That's why everyone, he got one. Yeah, everyone there. I was like, holy shit. I don't know what happened from the white party up to the hotel room. But they were blasted. Yeah, yeah. I could have used more of that party though. Um... Well, that is it for us. It was fun. Thank you to the JV show who allowed us to talk, step into their world and talk about Vanderpump Rules because I feel like for Callie and I, as much as we love covering the Housewives, it was long overdue. So it feels a little therapeutic uh, to be able to release some of these feelings that we've had, especially in light of this week in regards to uh, the interview about Tom Sandoval and almost said the most extras and every and everything that's surrounding <laughs> Vanderpump Rules at this point. Um, no it's plugs been for him. Fun. No plugs at all. It's been fun, but we'll be back next week to our regularly scheduled program where we will be covering Real Housewives of Jersey, Ultimate Girls Trip, and let's just, like, we know that we're gonna come correct and come back to y'all right on Friday. Let's hope that they do too. Let's hope they do too. 